Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to the show. The biggest threat to the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC. Welcome. It's Maggie Gray. It's Andrew Perloff hanging out with you on this Thursday. Got the last week of the regular season, Perloff. It's going to be a lot of teams resting. Of course, the Ravens will be resting pretty much everybody because they've locked up that number one overall seed, including Lamar Jackson, who will not be playing. But if you look at the rest of the AFC and the Ravens at 13 and three, uh, they've taken out all comers, right? All the division leaders that they have played, they've beaten soundly. Uh, and none more convincingly than the Miami Dolphins last, last week, who they put an absolute shellacking on. So if there is going to be a team that is going to challenge the yeah. Ravens in the AFC, who is it? I say don't overthink it. It's obvious. The defending champion, Chiefs, uh, this matchup would likely happen because the Chiefs are the three seed and the Ravens are the one seed. would happen in the AFC title game. Now, the Chiefs are not playing like a team anywhere near the Ravens. Right now, the Ravens are the elite team. Yep. Uh, the Obviously, a... Uh, Keeping Lamar Jackson healthy is the number one priority for the Ravens. That's kind of tripped them up late in a lot of seasons. But the Chiefs, I think, are sort of a powder keg in the sense that they could explode. If their receivers start catching the ball, uh, they're going to be much better. And also, Patrick Mahomes, when he wants to keep a play alive and really put his body out there in a playoff game, I know this is an Eagles fan. Yeah, he'll do it. He'll do it. So I think you haven't even seen the best of Patrick Mahomes. I think if it was an AFC title game and this is sort of everything on the line, I think Patrick Mahomes will extend plays and make the Chiefs a little better than they are right now offensively. Now, he needs help. There's no doubt about it. MVS is not playing well. They have receiving problems up and down the line. But I just think Patrick Mahomes, when he fully sells out to win a game, obviously is very, very dangerous. Okay, I can see where you would get to that conclusion. It's not crazy. They still are the Chiefs. But I think there's a thought that the Chiefs through the playoffs are now going to just basically start running all their offense through Pacheco. Not all of it. You still have Mahomes. That'd be silly. But because you cannot trust this receiving core at all outside of Kelsey, like you have to figure out what's going to work here. And Pacheco is really the only consistent thing when he's healthy that works for you. So, yes, will you have a Mahomes selling out and then through the running back in Pacheco, and could you maybe find a little bit more success? And you, by the way, your defense has had a lot of moments this year, it's, and I think that they could they could figure out a way to contain Lamar. They're a veteran coaching staff, a veteran defense. They, that would make me a little. If I'm Baltimore, I, I think Kansas City, and there's another defense that worries me too. I think like Lamar is probably not going to own that defense like he's been doing to everybody else. The team in the AFC who I think could actually give the Ravens the biggest threat is the Cleveland Browns. 
And I understand that Joe Flacco might not be scaring anybody right now. Like, are you waiting for him to turn into a pumpkin after this really, you know, interesting sort of renaissance or rebirth for Joe Flacco? But I think because they're division rivals, the last time these two teams played, this was a 33-31 win. And granted, this is probably Deshaun Watson's, like, one of his best games. And Lamar Jackson threw two picks in this game. Like, to me, the Cleveland defense is the one defense, no disrespect to Kansas City, that can actually rival what the Ravens are doing. And, yes, I worry a bit about the quarterback situation, but if anyone knows the Ravens, like, it's Flacco. Like, he knows the DNA. He's part of the DNA. It's a very different team than when he was the quarterback. But if there's anyone who's got the institutional knowledge of John Harbaugh, if there's anyone who can at least, like, you know, kind of understands what's going on, someone who's played in that stadium because you'll have to play in that stadium. Joe Flacco is that guy. And then add in how good this defense has been. Jim Schwartz able to confuse Lamar Jackson. Like, I think weirdly the Cleveland Browns, not weirdly, they're 11-win team. But even with this now, they're on to their fourth quarterback of the season. I think they're the biggest threat to the Ravens. Yeah, but the Cleveland's hot streak has been against pretty bad teams. And I'm going to throw one of my buddies under, <laughs> under the bus here. They beat, they beat the Jets. Yeah. means nothing. They beat backups with the Texans, Case Keenum and Davis Mills, in a game where the defense just tore apart a bad Houston team who all their wide receivers were out. Then they beat Chicago. Okay. And they beat Jacksonville. Who's really struggling. So we haven't really seen them been tested against a team like Baltimore uh, with Flacco, a quarterback. Right. So I, I just, I understand what you're saying. I do think it's funny. We're pointing to two veteran defensive coordinators, Steve Spagnuolo and Jim Schwartz saying like, okay, they have a chance to figure out this Ravens offense possible. They could get, I don't know if confusing Lamar is the right word. Containing him. Like, you got to make sure that he is not going to run on you in this playoffs. Because if you get your pass rush going, Lamar's going to run right by you. It's the oldest problem in the book. I don't think it's happening. I really, I understand what you're saying. I just don't think Joe Flacco is the way he's playing right now. It's it's good, but he's throwing so many dangerous passes, Maggie. And Baltimore is so opportunistic on defense. They're not dropping interceptions. I get it, but at the same time, the way that your defense is so good, they can make up for maybe a mistake or two that Joe Flacco might make. Now, again, we've seen that, and it's been against lesser opposition. I'll give you that. But, you know, that's the the great equalizer here is just how good this defense has been, how they're getting healthier at the right time. Offensive line for the Browns is getting healthier at the right time. But, again, going back to the defense for Cleveland, they can make up for your mistakes. Now, EJ, I know, is a big Miami Dolphins believer, as am I still. Like, you gotta, I gotta see them dead before I believe they're gonna be dead. I always yep. think that the Dolphins are holding something like up their sleeve. I believe that their coach is, is smart. The fact that his bread and butter is the run game matters this time of year. Um, all of that stuff. Would you say Miami is the biggest threat, even now with their defensive injuries? Yeah, that would be my team, and the Chubb injury is devastating. But I think what I like about this team is, number one, speed kills and speed travels. As long as you're not dealing with slop weather where the the conditions are bad, it could be cold. It doesn't matter. You're still going to be really fast. Okay, so you're always going to have that speed that's going to be dangerous. The other thing, too, I think that we lost sight of in that last game, you had no more certain, you had no waddle, so you're adding more guys next time maybe you play the Ravens. And I would give Mike McDaniel a puncher's chance 
going against the Ravens defense after having already seen right. what the Ravens want to do to them. Because the Ravens had a great game plan. They really snuffed them out after uh, they started off the game pretty strong, the Dolphins. But yeah. after that, they really adjusted well. McDaniel now has four quarters to say, okay, this is how they covered us. This is what they did. He's a wild kind of wacky mind. I can see him coming in next time around having a much better game plan. Well, think about it, right? You just got the doors blown off of you. So it's fresh. It stings. You just took the Ravens' best punches. Do they have, like, do the Ravens have a, you know, if you adjust, if you, if it's possible, do the, can the Ravens adjust to your adjustments? Like, we talk about this on the flip side with the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. That happened earlier in the season. San Francisco blows them out. Do we think if they met again, it would be another blowout? I don't think so. Close game. I do. Really? I just think the Dolphins injury report is so long. And this, look at their depth chart. It's got red all over it because they lost Bradley Chubb. Xavier Howard's probably not playing this weekend, yeah. which is an important game. Uh, Mostert's been in and out. David Long's been in. Everybody, there isn't uh, just barely anybody who's staying healthy. You know, Waddle doesn't seem like he can get through a quarter without limping off the field. So I just, it's purely an injury factor. I just don't think they're healthy enough. Uh, that losing Chubb is so big because you you have to have elite defensive line play against Baltimore, right? You cannot, can you, if you let Lamar sit back there, which he has been doing in certain games, there's just no chance. So it's purely a function of injuries. I mean, that has to make you nervous, EJ, as a Dolphins backer here. Yeah, it's, it's, I hate even saying that as a Jets fan, but it, that the defense is what concerns me a little bit, and that's, that's the biggest thing. But I, I go back to the offense. I go back to, hey, if this team had to go against a shootout, because let's say Lamar, the way they're playing, the way the Ravens are clicking, you might not have a chance to keep that team under 20 points or 30 points. Who is the team that if that game gets into 31-34, 37-34, 36-37, who is the team that the I feel like can hang with them? It is not the Chiefs. No. That offense is too inconsistent. Their receivers are too unreliable. That team, to me, is the Miami Dolphins, though. Yeah, I mean, I also, the body language at the end of the last game for the Dolphins against the Ravens, don't they seem defeated? I I mean, Bradley, well, Bradley Chubb going Chubb off in that car. and just Playing in garbage time with yeah. down 30. He should yeah. have never been on the field. Yeah, just all that negative momentum. And I, I love Mike McDaniel, but I he clearly made a mistake on this Bradley Chubb thing. I just felt like all that 70-20 that to 20 win, all that juice and all that fire seems to be gone. <laughs> Speaking of fire, did you see Tyreek Hill's house caught on fire yesterday? It's terrible. It just seems like, runs all right. it just seems like I, I love I love the way that team is set up. It just seems like all the things they do well is being neutralized okay. because of health. Okay, but here's the thing. Do you really think this is the last we've heard of Mike McDaniel this year? This is somebody yes. who <laughs> other coaches have called innovative, doing things that we haven't seen. You know, I, I just don't think this is the last we've heard of him. Like, if he really is the real deal, and by the way, you got Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator, so you probably have the highest paid and maybe best defensive coordinator in the entire league outside of what, Dan Quinn? This is where you really got to make make the money, right? This is this is why they brought you in to try to overcome these, these deficiencies. So we want to hear from you at 855-212-4CBS. The team right now that you think could give the Ravens the most problems. Is it the Chiefs? Is it the Browns? Is it the Miami Dolphins? Wait, we haven't mentioned one team that everyone else is talking about. Weird. I mean, I think if you put this out to the audience, I think a lot of people are going to say the Buffalo Bills. They're not in the playoffs yet. <laughs> These are We're talking about teams that have already clinched a playoff spot, which but, is Cleveland, Miami, and Kansas City. Everything else is up for grabs. Oh, come on. But everybody else is saying the Buffalo Bills. And you know, you must hear the noise. I do hear the noise. And, and quite frankly, I don't understand it. I, I <laughs> you think, never do. Well, I think it's... I, I Okay, here's a... 
I finally realize, I think, what it's like to maybe be a Dallas Cowboys fan a little bit, mm. where people just, like, think something about your team, and you have to ask them, like, are you watching the games? Like, do you just kind of assume something about the team, and you're not really watching the games? Because think about the other. So here's what has to happen, right? No, we're not watching the Bills Patriots because <laughs> it's impossible to watch. I'm glad you didn't watch it because it was ugly as sin. And I'm glad people didn't watch the Charger game because that was disgusting. But they watched them destroy the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody everyone watched that, that game. So that's that what one. everybody knows. Okay. Everyone watched that one. A Dallas Cowboys that team. Was that was two is, weeks ago. It's struggled. not like it was a year ago. Well, here's the problem with that game. It was an outlier. I'm not talking about from the Dallas point of view. I'm talking about the Buffalo point of view. This is a game where Josh Allen said it felt like he was in the group project, did not contribute, and got an A. This was the total outlier. For some reason, the Dallas Cowboys went to Buffalo with no intention of winning that game. I'm sorry. That was more on Dallas no-showed. They had yeah. the big game the week before. Oh, yeah. They no-showed. They had Miami coming up. Whatever. I don't know why they no-showed that game. I think they got off the plane. It was cold. Yeah, it was cold. They don't like that. <laughs> okay. I, I, I agree. The Cowboys had no interest in being in Western New York. But the Bills have won five of six, and that loss was at Philadelphia in overtime. In overtime and a, yeah. a bit of a fluky loss. I'll yeah. admit that. It's an Eagles fan. So, I mean, you can't ignore this momentum. This is They're the hot team. That's what you want to be coming in the playoffs. I think you don't – I'm telling you, these teams that are resting everybody might live to regret it. You want the team that's been playing for their lives for a month. See, that is a formula that has worked many, many times. It is a formula that's worked. Teams get hot, but – You've also put so, had to put so much stress on yourself because you've basically been playing playoff games for the last month. And here's the thing: I about, take that formula over resting. Okay, well, here's the thing about resting. This is why the number one seed now basically has such an advantage going to the Super Bowl is because you do get that one week of rest. Yeah, give me the that the Aaron Rodgers Packers. I like the desperate team. So here's the thing about teams on winning streaks: it doesn't always mean that you're super hot, like. We saw the Denver Broncos won five in a row. Yeah, they, they were kind of hot. Turns out they were the only reason I think they were winning is because they went to the quarterback and said, if you don't take an injury, you know, cut your injury guarantees, we're going to bench you. I, I don't know. Sometimes you, you can get a little lucky, and, and that works. But for me, for the Bills, here's another thing that has to happen. And we're talking about the teams that could really challenge the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC. You need Pittsburgh. You have to beat Miami in Miami, which is not a given. But then if you don't beat Miami, you would need Pittsburgh to lose and you need Jacksonville to lose. Jacksonville's playing the Titans, who are better served now to be looking at their draft position than winning this game. And Pittsburgh is going to be playing a, a desperate game against a Ravens team that is playing none of their starters, basically. So you can't, you have no safety net here. You got to beat the Dolphins. I, I'm not doing that to jinx you. Honestly, the Dolphins have a lot of problems for this game. Like last time, a lot you said of guys, by the way, nobody's uh, practicing for Miami at all. Like Teron Armstead's not practicing. The Dolphins, the Dolphins might even rest to some extent in this game because they are in a desperate physical shape. Last time you said you weren't jinxing, jinxing Maggie. By the way, it was uh, you know Jalen Monroe then fumbled the ball and somehow <laughs> okay. Michigan had a miracle comeback. And victory. now EJ and I have to wear wrestling singlets. Yes, so. that was not a jinx. That was a reality. It looked like Alabama was going to win the game. Everybody else said it. Why was that a jinx? Six six point, you guys lost six the point game, one possession, fourth quarter. Oh, game's over. Yeah. I'm wearing the wrestling singlet. It was a it was a master class in reverse jinxing by Andrew Perloff. 855-212-4CBS. Meanwhile, 
EJ and I have some decisions to make on this singlet. <sighs> Sad day for us. Both options are bad. Like, if we go with the classic high school wrestling singlet, I think we're going to look silly. If we go with, like, a WWE-style singlet, we're going to look silly. But by you can really buy, like, the you have, like, pants on the bottom and the thin straps. You could buy those? Sure. I have not seen them online. I tried because I've been shopping for singlets. I assumed the game was <laughs> over. Uh, to look like the tomato can who gets beat up by the superstar, that is not as easy to find as you think it is. We'll make it happen. Uh, but I did find, I tell you, I've found some weird things. There's a lot of leather, low-cut singlets, yeah. EJ. Yeah, keep that safe search on when you do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's funny. The weird thing about trying to buy a wrestling singlet these days is, like, there's ones that have odd cutouts. <laughs> the weird thing about trying to buy a wrestling <laughs> singlet these days? <laughs> yeah, these days. Uh, Rich is in Chicago, is up here on CBS Sports Radio. Hi, Rich. Good morning. Hey, guys. Hey, gals. Uh, two things. I told your producer, since you guys are on the subject, about who who you like in the Super Bowl. I, I think the Ravens are clear-cut in the AFC, but I like the Niners uh, in the NFC, and I like the Niners to win it all. The you go out on a limb there, Rich, with the two number one seeds. Well, no, no, I've had them for a while. Yeah. I mean, I and, and here's why. <laughs> Lamar Jackson has a playoff record kind of like Kirk Cousins. So, the, you know, to me, the easy play is, you're right, to take the Ravens to be the AFC champs because I think they're better than the Chiefs and really better than anybody who's, who would be considered a contender. Yeah. But, but look, he's got a history of fading, and, and I don't think, you know, when you have a long-term history, it's not an aberration. I think that's a problem. But what, it, what the real point I wanted to make, and I said I'd get into this quickly, is I've got some intel for you guys about what the Bears – are likely to do with the number one pick. Which Call it is now. Really, uh, Call it now, is, Rich. What are they doing? All right. This is really uh, new, new news. Four weeks ago, both Eberflus and Fields were gone, right? Yeah. They've decided, because of the recent resurgence of the Bears and really Fields, that they're they're holding Fields and Eberflus is coming back. Okay, so given that, the next four teams behind them all need quarterbacks. So to keep fields, you, you know, the, the quarterback carousel, which according to Pro Football Focus, they have nine guys listed, ranked nine, that they think will go in the first or second round, which I think is crazy. That may be the deepest quarterback draft ever in the last 30 years. But the Bears, the Bears are going to trade down. They could go as low as four or five, still get who they want, and fleece whoever takes their pick like they did to Carolina last year. They could get a position player, their draft pick, and next year's one, or they could get a couple of ones. Who knows? Yeah, Rich, but this, is what, this li- is what Perloff said they should do, by yeah, the way. We you, were talking you got about me sold, yesterday. Rich. I love it. <laughs> I said no. no. I, I think they need to take I, Caleb Williams no matter what. I don't. I don't. Caleb Williams, uh, it, 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 to me, he, he he's another Justin Fields project. He's 5'11". He's no. good. He's 6'2". He's good. But, oh, there's no way but, Cal Williams is 6'2". <laughs> I mean, he's probably in between both. I don't think he's 5'11", either. I think he's over he's 6'2". Listed. He's listed at 5'11". No. I actually looked it up because I thought he was bigger than that. But he's, but he's like... He, he's listed at 6'1". <laughs> he's thick, though. That's the thing about Cal Williams. He's got a big lower body, which is good. He's got kind of like the Kyler Murray thing. He does. But, 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 but you know what? The Bears are dying 
to pick up either the Ohio State receiver Harrison yeah. or the LSU the LSU receiver Neighbors yeah viewed, yeah Neighbors is viewed as tough as this guy the Bears are going to go receiver <clears throat> now they won't obviously pick him at four or five but they could get him with their own pick at nine or ten they could pick up a really good receiver they're looking for offensive lineman an edge rusher and another receiver so Right, Watch Rich. out for the Bears. Well, it's interesting. We appreciate the intel. Thank you so much for calling in. I mean, he's right about, listen, Rich has got some good information, but he's right about this, right? Behind Chicago with that number one yeah. pick, you're talking about quarterback needy teams. Washington, yep. New England, mm-hmm. Arizona. Probably. New York Maybe Giants. not. Arizona's talking up a big game on liking Kyler Murray. Yeah. Gannon I mean, said it the other day. Him. Maybe you move down. Uh, Giants. And then you get into Chargers, Tennessee, Jets. So that's a little bit less. But if you're talking about Washington, New England, and the New York Giants, of course these are teams that yeah, are quarterbacks. Right? Uh, absolutely. I have actually a uh, the first point he made about Lamar Jackson having playoff failures in the past. I have a perfect comp for Lamar's postseason lack of success. And I, I'll share it after the break because I think this this sums up exactly where Lamar is. Perfect. 855-212-4CBS. You'll hear Perloff with his perfect Lamar Jackson postseason comp. Also, the greatest threat to the Ravens in this postseason is who in the AFC? 855-212-4CBS. Perloff says the Chiefs. I say the Browns. EJ says the Miami Dolphins. We've got more for you in just moments. It's Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. All right, Maggie, I have a few bedrock takes in sports. One of them, college football players should get paid. Like, basic things, you know, you lean on. One that no one likes, but I still maintain, they should vote on MVPs after the season is over. I don't understand why everyone makes it a regular season award. It's one, it irritates me every year, and I hate when a guy wins an MVP then flames out in the playoffs. But there are a couple guys who've done it and then later on won a championship. So Giannis won two MVPs. Yep. Didn't win either year. The next year, he didn't win the MVP, won a title. Nikola Jokic won two MVPs, finally didn't win it, won a title. So Lamar Jackson's about to win his second MVP. If he wins two MVPs and does not win a Super Bowl, I think people are going to rip him and be like, oh my God, you're you're quote-unquote a two-time MVP. Right. But look, you haven't done anything in the playoffs. And people like to criticize Lamar Jackson for his postseason failures. Maybe rightly so. There's been a lot of injury luck. But... I think he reminds me a lot of those guys. He's sort of, uh, like them, a humble superstar. I I think even if he wins the MVP here, he could easily win it in the next two or three years and prove. Because I don't think he is a postseason failure. I think they just haven't done it yet. I think there's a good chance to win the second MVP. I do not want, if they flame out in the playoffs, I do not want to hear this, oh, he's not that good because he's a two-time MVP. I think... It'd be smarter to vote after the season. Like, if Brock Purdy goes on a hot run and the Niners win the Super Bowl and destroy the Ravens, then I think Brock Purdy should get MVP. Got it, got it. That's right. how I would do it. So I just don't, I'm already saying, good job, out. Giannis did it. Jokic did it. Lamar could end up doing it. Do not kill Lamar if he wins two MVPs and doesn't win the Super Bowl because there's a great chance that he could do it uh, in the future, just like those guys did. Okay. And listen, Lamar's young enough. Those guys are young enough. They were very, both Jokic and Giannis were very young when they won their MVPs. Right. Of course. Young enough where your career is, you know, still to be determined. However, there is a reality that we do judge quarterbacks on postseason wins. Now, whether that's right or wrong, when we look back on legacy stuff, generally that's how quarterbacks, because we're not going to talk about yardage. We're not going to talk about completion percentage. Like, we don't do that because 
the rules are always changing and generally changing to help the quarterback. So what do we define define them by postseason success? Right, but you know how this is going to work. If you if Lamar wins this MVP and does not win the Super Bowl, no one's ever going to vote for him for MVP again. That's just because they're going to say like, oh, he's been a letdown as MVP. So anyway, I, I just think that we overrate it because it's a regular season award. It really shouldn't even mean that much. Just don't don't kill Lamar just because he's going to win the MVP here. That's all I'm saying. 855-212-4CBS. We've been asking, who is the biggest threat to the Ravens in the AFC? I said the Cleveland Browns. Perloff says the Kansas City Chiefs. EJ thought the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Phil is in Youngstown, Ohio. Morning, Phil. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Fantastic. What do you have for us? So I agree with you, Maggie, about the Browns. Uh, not trying to be biased being a Browns fan, but if you just look at the resume and the signature win throughout the season, uh, you know, the Browns have beaten the, the Colts, the Texans, the Jaguars, the Ravens, and the Niners, who, you know, many have Niners and Ravens as one and two in the power rankings. If you just compare it to the Dolphins, they only have one win over a, a team above 500, which is Dallas. Right. So uh, I just don't see how people consider, you know, Miami or Kansas City. So I just think resume-wise going into the playoffs and with this resurgence of, uh, you know, wacko for Flacco, I just think, uh, you know, they're on a roll um, going into the playoffs. But also, before I let you guys go, uh, for singlet ideas, um, so I'm a wrestling coach uh, for over 16 years, and uh, if you want ideas, there's this website called Rudis.com, and Rudis is the number one wrestling uh, apparel company in the uh, United States. Um, and uh, the singlet ideas are pretty cool. They're not probably the, the stigma of the old singlets that people think. So uh, if you lost this bet, just go to Rudis.com. Uh, you and your coworker have to wear the singlet. I think <laughs> you guys won't be uh, disappointed. Okay, so you're t- so Phil, you're telling me that there's been advancements made in the singlet um, industry, and oh, oh yeah, okay, oh yeah. Well, I think yeah. Phil, thank you so much for the call. I think we're the point of the bet is that we are supposed to look rather silly. I don't think there's any advancements in singlet technology that is going to help EJ and myself. We're not wrestlers. We weren't born to be. I'll, I'll speak for both of us. I oh, don't yeah. think we have this body type. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> Whether it's me or not, you. I'm talking for myself. For well, sure. I'll talk for myself. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't think this is our look. I think EJ's in more trouble than you. I think that goes well, definitely because EJ's also got there's you know he's a guy. You're a guy. You wear also, a bikini I'm, on the beach. Like I you don't. guys are used to wearing nothing. <laughs> I wear one piece. I'm also uh, way more hairy than people think. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, we're all about to <laughs> yeah. find out. Bo's just spit up his happening. Yeah, that, that's happening. Oh, good hair. Don't warning. apologize for it. You know. Oh, I'm not apologize. I'm just yeah. letting everybody know. Whatever. Put it on. Warning. Put it on. Warning. I have yeah. to step out for a I second. I also, uh, that's a, which is why we talked about waxing yesterday. <laughs> I have to step out and talk to the computer people. I just went to Brutus.com. I think he was leading us astray. I think uh, you misheard him. I thought he said root, root us. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah. A, I'm on Brutus.com, and there's some <laughs> weird stuff going on there. <laughs> Sounds about right. It, I thought he said Brutus. Wait, is it like the, the mascot uh, for the Buckeyes in some sexually <laughs> suggestive position? There's some uh, singlets, but they're on the floor. <laughs> and you were yeah. talking about airplane and naked gun yesterday. To quote, Do you like movies about gladiators? Because that's the kind of vibe we're going on. <laughs> oh, Brutus.com. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and Perloff's gonna get hauled off to jail. That is uh, <laughs> that ain't no singlet. You tell me you find Brutus You say Brutus Beefcake, the '80s wrestler. Oh, I love Brutus Beefcake. Wait, he didn't say Brutus. I thought he said Brutus. I don't know what he said. I just I assume everyone's messing with us when they call in. I thought it was Grudis, I, I to Maggie's point. Grudis? So, no, no, no I thought it was... So, you know, like, the... <laughs> no, Perloff doesn't watch the Olympics, but a lot of their clothes are made by a company called Roots. Okay. Oh, Roots in Canada? I thought it was maybe Roots U.S. Rudis. Oh, and maybe. And he just didn't know how to say it. I don't know. Roots is a, now I'm a, a famous now I'm Canadian to look it up here on this apparel. Computer. Wait, I love show Roots. me what it is. No, I, I can't. Okay. <laughs> uh, actually, the uh, there's a firewall situation. A credit card was given. <laughs> I, I don't know what's locked. going on here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how did you just dial a 1-900 number? We're doing the show. It's asking you for a ransom. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas is in San Diego. Thomas, the biggest threat to the Ravens is who? Uh, it's got to be the Browns. It's got to be the Browns. I mean, we can just look at the animal kingdom for one. You can't kick out the old line, bring in the new line, and expect the old line not to come back and beat up the new one. I mean, it's just... Simple rules. Simple rules. <laughs> Wait, what are those rules? That the Browns and the Ravens? I, yeah, I think it has to be the Browns just based on the fact of Joe Flacco. I mean, revenge game yeah. times 10 if it does happen. I mean, it. they kicked him out of town for, for the young buck, Lamar Jackson, and then who who would have guessed years later oh. in the same division? Oh, so Flacco's he, he becomes, the lion. Got it. Yeah, okay. he's, he's the old lion. Yeah, he kicked him out of town. Oh, you know, And I it's see. just one of those where I think uh, ego and pride still come into play. Um, even though he seems like a really humble guy, I really think that uh, if he has a chance to go into Baltimore and beat them, I think everyone in Baltimore will be scared. And one more thing I would like to add on Perloff, how are you going to not give your team no chance, man? They're None. in the playoffs. Because. I mean, you're talking to a Chargers I watched fan. Them. We've been to one Super Bowl, and we were at the San Diego Chargers then. And we didn't oh. stand a chance against that Niners team. Well, you should have given up on that Chargers team and Stan Humphreys because you had no chance, just like my Eagles this year. What's the point? What is the point I mean, of me enduring this embarrassing loss? Even with all those concussions, he's still making a little bit more sense than you. I mean, it took – I've never – I've never been not able to cheer for my Chargers until this year. This is the first year I said, you know what, I'm not watching another game until Coach GM gets fired and at least Spanos does something to show us. You guys won a Super Bowl not too long ago. I know. You guys were in the bowl last year. You guys actually have good management. And in a city who cares, I mean, come on, Perloff. you got to do better, bro. You should I'm be with ashamed. Thomas. I'm with Thomas. Excellent call. As Jim Rome would say, rack him. He's <laughs> fantastic because he's right. You don't know how good you have it. And the thing is, is that if you're going to be a real fan, in order to enjoy the ecstasy, you've got to have and experience the agony. I and did. You, I did on Sunday. No, you want to have it only one way. You want to bow out before you even get the true agony, which would be losing to the Bucks or something Horrible. in the first round. Um, no, the real true agony would be losing to the Cowboys at any point in the playoffs. Well, you're not making that far. Uh, Bogus series <laughs> got headlines. Hello. So, and speaking of all of this, uh, if you want off the Eagles beat, maybe we make Perloff root for the College of Biblical Studies women's basketball yes. team. The ambassadors <laughs> visited Grambling two nights ago, and it did not go well. Rebounded by number one, and number one finds number three. Number three is coming up strong with the layup. And the points go to the Lady Tigers. Our score is now 101 to 10. She said 101 <laughs> to 10, but she also said number one to number three to number 10. They don't have names. Fine, bingo. <laughs> I don't know. I tried to find her name. I don't know if this is a student broadcast, but it's certainly not professional. <laughs> 
to not know names. But anyway, Grambling won the game 159 to 18. That's a 141 point differential, the largest margin of victory in women's D1 history. How do you feel about this game, the whole game in general? It was definitely a preseason game. We can okay. definitely say that. Okay. This is arguably <laughs> the greatest broadcast of all time. <laughs> I Wait, hold on. Who, who said, who do you think about the game? And was that the analyst? That was the color analyst. Yeah, I believe his name is Nathan Carter. Okay. Maybe by design, the woman's name is cut off at the beginning of the airing, the, the, the re-air of the broadcast. So I got his name. I Wait, still don't know hers. So the woman who didn't know the names of anyone on the team, we also don't know her name. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> she has on? one. <laughs> we can find anyone in the world right now. I could find somebody in a fishing village in Bangladesh or something. We can't find I, this woman's name. I, I tried. That again. I went back to so Grambling's bad. website to see if they posted game notes, which would have broadcast info <laughs> in them. No game notes. I checked teams they played earlier this year to see if their notes included it. Couldn't find it. Found the full broadcast on YouTube. And the audio begins with, like, the last syllable of her name. And she goes on alongside Nathan Carter. Here we go for Grambling State. And and she just calls them biblical studies. <laughs> like it's a major. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Wait, it's like, the, it's like she's like that woman on the airplane who's like, you're not real. That's like, like, it took forever <laughs> to find that woman who we eventually found. Yeah. And that, that woman may be an imposter, too. There's a whole, that whole conspiracy. Yeah. yeah, don't get Aaron Rodgers started. I know. He, I'm sure he's down that rabbit hole. I assume that she didn't know the names of the people playing because they just started pulling people from the stands. Being like, <laughs> hey, you want to score on biblical studies? Go ahead. Go ahead. Put a jersey on. <laughs> Number one passes to number three. Look, I am uh, currently I'm, searching Brutus.com for her name. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you're going to find it there. You need a new computer by the end of the day. Uh, if you were wondering. And I'm going to need a new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> you keep going down that website. We're all going to be in trouble. Uh, the College of Biblical Studies is a Division <laughs> two program from Houston. They committed 57 turnovers in this game. <laughs> they made eight shots. To score their 18. This is basically a crime. I don't know actually who the perpetrator is. Is it the is it, is it the College of Biblical Studies for letting them play grambling? Yes. Is it grambling for doing this to them? Yes. But this shouldn't happen. Here's a question. Is College of Biblical Studies, have they won any games this year? They cur- uh, Unless they won one last night, no. Do they have a basketball court? <laughs> Do they have balls? I don't even know if they practiced before this game. How do you commit 57 turnovers in 40 minutes? Oh, you could stumble into some blocks. What, what are we doing? <laughs> I've been on some lopsided. I've been on both sides of both. But I've, in high school, I was on the side of some lopsided losses. What was the worst? Do you remember? Probably went to Rice with Kemba Walker. He was playing at Rice. Probably lost to them probably about 35, 36. Okay. And that's okay. in a high school game though. So we're talking about eight minutes, eight minute quarters. quarters. That's, that's a lot of damage. That, yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely a whooping. <laughs> but like, I, what I love about those games is, boy, if you're on that team that's getting stomped out, like that last quarter, you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want. So I used to get in the game. I'm just jacking them up. <laughs> yeah. You that's when I played to too. Yeah, but it was, was never 159 to 18. I know, but I mean, I, I watched some of those highlights at the end and I, I saw some. <laughs> 
biblical studies players are shooting from 40. I was like, hey, go ahead. Why not? You're down 105. How about the highlights from the beginning? I think it was 46 to 4 after the first quarter. That was their best shot. <laughs> nice run. <laughs> I'd be doing Harlem Globetrotter stuff. I'd be throwing the ball over my head backwards, just blindfolded. Put a ladder on the court. <laughs> they probably got paid seventy five dollars to go to that game too. Man, any other scores in there? Were, yeah, actual scores last night. Number nineteen Marquette losing at St. John's fifty seven fifty six. Number six Baylor down. Number twenty three TCU seventy one fifty. On the men's side, Miami scored sixty second half points to beat number sixteen Clemson ninety five eighty two. The Hurricanes now nine and zero. At home this season. In the pros, Zion Williamson, anything but. Like Last night in Minnesota. I mean, Z's doing it all. He is drawing so much attention. And then he just stole the inbounds on cue. Right hand throwdown. Thank you, Zion. That's how you make the announcer look good. Todd Graffinini on Pell's Radio. New Orleans, a 117-106 win on the T-Wolves floor. New Orleans has won four in a row, nine of 12. A little Pro Bowl history yesterday for the first time since Peyton Manning and Kurt Warner in 1999. The top QBs, Brock Purdy, Tua Tungavailoa, are first-time Pro Bowlers. Aiden Hutchinson, Puka Nakua, Raheem Mostert, among the others picked for the very first time. Washington expects Dylan Johnson to be fine for Monday night's title game after suffering a lower leg injury in the final minutes against Texas. And after all those snapping issues at the Rose Bowl, Bama center Seth McLaughlin's leave in Tuscaloosa, entering the transfer portal. Eight other tied players put their names in yesterday as well. Guys, back to you. I thought you said Dylan Johnson was getting fined. I'm like, wow, that's a bad week for that guy. <laughs> He's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, should be fine. <laughs> yeah. And they slept him with 10 grand. Yeah, uh, like crying. taking your helmet off the on the field. <laughs> How could that dude be fine? It looked like he was done for a year. I, I mean, it's also Wednesday. They might be lying to yeah, us. I, I think this has got that written all over. I think it, you probably want him to dress. Does he actually get on the field? Right. I mean, it looked like his ankle snapped in half. Yeah, I did. It's, well, you know, you can shoot him, shoot him up with stuff. It's hard to shoot up that part of the body. Yeah, you're going to run on a numb ankle? Yeah, is it a high ankle sprain or a low ankle sprain? I, that I don't know. They, they won't even tell you what leg it is. Did you know, anyone know about on low TV. ankle? No, I never heard low ankle sprain until Saquon Barkley introduced it to the world this year. That's, <laughs> and then you, didn't have it. <laughs> and then eventually they, they did shift to high ankle sprain eventually with him. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I think low ankle sprain is just your foot's broken. <laughs> so, by, yeah. by the way, uh, update uh, and shout out to the Youngstown caller who called back. It is rudis.com, R-U-D-I-S.com. And it does have actual singlets. Yeah, Thank Bru- you. I knew Bru- Phil wasn't messing with that. Brutus.com has some singlets, too. <laughs> Singles or singlets? Yeah. Singlets, chaps. There's a lot of things going on <laughs> at Brutus.com. <laughs> Yowza. 855-212-4CBS. Uh, okay, so yes. I'm on Rudis's website now. It's all wrestling equipment, and it's all safe for work. Coming up, I've got hope for Cowboys fans. We'll do that next. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. And this portion of the show is sponsored by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Allow me to give a little hope to the Dallas Cowboy fans in something we call no gray area. All right. You've got a Dallas Cowboys team that is certainly a Super Bowl contender, Perloff, but what's the one big Mm -hmm. thing that's standing in their way? History. Nope, the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, okay. Which also includes history. Yeah. Which is that they cannot beat the 49ers, mm-hmm. including this year. Now, I'm going to tell you three reasons why the Dallas Cowboys will make things different this year. Number one, you go back through history. EJ and I did this yesterday. We could find one instance in recent history, going back maybe the last 25 years, I'm sorry, 35 years, where a team, one team, beat another team in the playoffs in three consecutive years. And this was the Green Bay Packers losing to those Dallas Cowboys three times in a row in the mid-90s. It doesn't happen. Peyton Manning didn't lose to Tom Brady three times in a row. This is really, really rare. You can count on one hand, maybe, how many times one team beats another team three times in a row in the postseason. And this would be the third time in the postseason. It actually would be the fourth time overall, considering they played in the regular season this year. You had close games in the playoff games. 19-12 to was the final score last year, and 23-17 was the final score two years ago. In each game, Dak Prescott's numbers have gotten better. Let's go to Prescott, point number two. Dak has experience now. Dak's seen it all. Two and four record in playoff games. He's the seasoned veteran here if we're talking about him versus Purdy, right? At some point, all that institutional knowledge, call it failures, whatever it is in the postseason, where he has had some successes as well, it has to matter and add up for something. Dak's experience, his ability to play at home, and the great numbers there is what leads me to point number three. Why things are going to work out this time around for the Dallas Cowboys, things are breaking right for the Cowboys. Not only they get lucky with that, you know, uh, bad call at the end of the Detroit game, but what does that lead to? That leads to them now in the driver's seat for the number two seed. That means two home playoff games where this year, more than any other year, the splits have been so stark in Dallas, how they perform at home versus how they perform on the road. They have the inside track to the 
NFC East crown. Home games in the wild card round and uh, divisional round. Two home games. Every You need a little bit of luck if you're going to break this sort of, uh, you know, this, this bad streak against the 49ers. It's breaking right for Dallas this year. But one three, question. So those are the three things. Yeah. They have close games against San Francisco in the playoffs, and no team, very few teams beat one team three times in a row in the playoffs, three years in a row. Dak's experience, and things are breaking right for them. Well, one question. Those are really good points. I especially like the the history that it's hard. It reminds me a little bit how Sean McVay could not beat Kyle Shanahan then until he did beat him in the playoffs. Yep. But one question it's this home field thing. They get two home field games, so it doesn't matter because they still have to go to San Francisco. So it was just a matter of whether they were going there in the divisional round or if they're going there in the conference title round. So why does that give them an advantage? It's still a game in San Francisco. Okay, you will be going there, but that brings me to hard to beat a team three times in a row. Right. And you have the experience now, right? You've already been there. You've already done this. Yes, you got blown out, but the history shows these playoff games are a lot tighter and you'd be doing it at the NFC championship game, which to some people is like already, you know, kind of a victory for the Dallas Cowboys because it's been so long since they even got back to that game. Yeah. I, well, I think that's kind of a loser energy right there from the Cowboys because they have to, they have to look at it. Like we need to go all the way this year. But I, I just think I, that's why I didn't care. That the Eagles fell to the five seed, and not the two seed. It's inevitable. They're like, San Francisco is Thanos. You're going to have to go to that stadium, and I don't care when it is, and you're going to have to win. I thought you were going to say because there's a chance that McCaffrey will get hurt because he has to play a game before. That is, honestly, the one thing that really scares me about San Francisco this year is they're so healthy compared to usual going into the playoffs. Doesn't that make you nervous? Uh, no, because anything can happen at any moment. And yeah. you, the thing is, you can't rely on health. You know, that's just something. Well, that that's who gets to the Super Bowl. That's who wins the Super Bowl. Oh, I mean, I that's know. the reality. I mean, the Chiefs played the Bucks with Tom Brady, and the Chiefs O line got injured, and boom, they got destroyed. But it's like you can't count on it. I can't the, say that they're vulnerable until I see somebody get injured. Yeah, you're right. Although you can say that the reason the Ravens have never taken the next step is because they have injuries. The the reason the Niners have struggled is because of injuries. Because you could say McCaffrey never. You know, if you run McCaffrey too much, you're going to run into injuries. So there is logic. It's not pure luck. That's true. 855-212-4CBS. There but I you like go. it. I, I, I got to be honest. You're making me really nervous because it's bad enough that the Eagles are tanking right now. The Cowboys winning it all would just be the worst thing that could happen to me. It'd, it'd be, be the, so bad. It'd be the best thing that happens to me. More than the Bills? Well, that'd be number one. But I picked the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. I've never gotten one of those picks right. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. <laughs> 855-212-4CBS. What do you think of my logic there? The three reasons why the Cowboys will make things different this time around. 855-212-4CBS. Don't forget. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.